Episode 1, Meet Your Hosts and Get the Secret to What Made Them Great Teachers. Hey everybody, Kaylee and Lane here. We are so excited to welcome you to the very first episode of the Pre-K Teacher Family. This is a podcast for all things Pre-K Teacher behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Friday. Make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On today's episode, you're going to get to know Kaylee and Lane a little better, and you're going to hear what made us great teachers. Trust us, it's not what you think. Let's not waste any more of your time, teachers. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. Hey, Lane. Hey, Kaylee. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Let us just start by saying... We didn't go to school to be podcasters. In fact, uh, spoiler alert, we are total beginners. So please bear with us. Honestly, there's something empowering about accepting the fact that we might suck in the beginning, but we're showing up, we're trying our best, and we're going to get better. So thank you for being here and giving us a chance. We hope there's someone out there listening that's going to appreciate our bravery. And ultimately, how we feel doesn't matter because this podcast is for you. That's right. We are here for you. And we want to start by saying, you're doing great. And you might think, they don't even know me. This isn't helpful. But you listen here, sister or brother, and you listen good. I'm about to tell you, how I became a great teacher, and trust me, it's not what you think. I honestly believe I became a great teacher for one reason, and I'll explain it with a quick story. Okay, here we go. It's because the first principal that I ever had came to do an observation on me. You know those terrible (laughs) anxiety-building nightmares? Yeah, so she came to observe me, and she observed one of the worst lessons I've ever taught. That's not a joke because I was a first-year teacher. There were a lot of terrible lessons that year. But get this. I was so new, I didn't even know what an observation was. Kaylee, I remember this. (laughs) She came in, and we were all sitting on the carpet. She pulled up a chair and sat in it with her clipboard staring at us. (laughs) I'm not kidding. The first thing I said was, hey, welcome. What can we do for you? And she was just like, this is an observation with like a very serious face. (laughs) If I had known what an observation was, I probably would have puked from the pressure, but I didn't. You guys, I was like, oh, all right, cool. (laughs) And then I proceeded to have a few kids using markers to trace over the words, happy Halloween, (laughs) that I had written in pencil on a huge piece of paper. I don't even know what the other kids were doing. I think I blacked it all out later when I finally learned what (laughs) an observation was. (laughs) You know, the intense pressure, the scoring, the whole report card that sticks with you your whole career, like a rap sheet, and that affects your pay. It's just too much. Yeah, I think a lot of teachers self-destruct just thinking over and over the importance put on those two or three observations. And I feel for them. It's like you're supposed to be teaching every indicator at once with 100% engagement and your students are supposed to be able to tell the stranger in the room what the objective of the lesson is. Some of them have never even been in a pre-K classroom and they show up ready to score you 
after they've just left a third grade classroom where all the kids can read and button their own jackets. Maybe some of the listeners aren't familiar with the LEAP observation protocol that our district used. It is so bad. It is definitely not designed to make new teachers feel great about themselves. Anyway, so after the observation, you have a debrief. So we sat down to go over how it all went. And I was just sitting there like big-eyed and smiling. (laughs) I was as naive (laughs) as I could possibly be. (laughs) She could have torn me apart. She could have knocked every category and totally thrown the book at me. And she would have been justified in doing so. But you know what? She didn't. She could have told me 10 things I did wrong. She didn't. Actually, she started out saying something I did well. I smiled to myself and sat up a little taller. Then she mentioned another positive. This one was a reach, you could tell. But she managed to find another positive thing to say. She went with something generic. I don't remember exactly what she said, but... It was another positive comment. So I sat up even taller and started to subconsciously feel proud of myself. Can you imagine it? (laughs) And finally, she ended the debrief with one or two things I should work on. Not things I did bad, not things I messed up, things I should work on. I left there nodding and smiling. Thank you. Consider it done. I'm on it right away. Yay. Go team. Exactly. She was on my team. She treated me like a human, like a normal human being who was new to teaching. So she, like the smart woman she is, understood that I don't, I don't, I can't know it all yet. Yeah. We keep hearing over and over how you guys are getting observed and getting torn down. Honestly, my gut tells me to fight for you. Like I want to nonchalantly ask you, could you give me the name of your administrator? Because I would like to send them an email and teach them about a little thing called empathy. Don't they remember their first day? Were they ever even teachers? You know, some of them have never even taught, but they love telling teachers what to do. Okay, okay, calm down. Okay, you're right, sorry. I just, I want to shake them and say, stop hurting the team. I became a great teacher not because I went to a lot of trainings or because I worked nonstop every weekend. It was because early on, the person with power over me observed me and made me believe I was a good teacher. She put the thoughts in my head. The ones that play over and over. And she chose to put good thoughts. The lesson that she observed was terrible. And she could have thrown out so many little stabs, you know, like, well, I just want to point out one thing or those condescending questions administrators will ask, like, well, what was the purpose of this part? And it's like, was every kid alive and well? Because I haven't gotten beyond that part yet. I'm a new teacher. (laughs) But she didn't. She didn't. And I didn't realize it back then, how lucky I was to have this kind of principle. I didn't realize that they aren't all like this. I want admin everywhere to hear this message. Get in your teacher's head, but do it the right way. Tell them they're good, even when they're struggling. If you're deciding between a positive comment or a negative one, keep the negative one to yourself. I became a good teacher because my principal told me I was one. Maybe she didn't say that exactly, but that's how she made me feel. And come on, as teachers, we know that's what's important. It's the same with kids. You start telling them to fix stuff, and they get down on themselves and second-guess everything. You start telling them they're smart, and they're doing awesome things. They will want to do better, and they will want to be better. They'll try harder, and they'll feel more confident. We could all use a little more confidence in this big, bad world, right? So, no, you beautiful teacher out there listening to us right now. We don't know you personally yet. We haven't observed your teaching. We haven't rated your performance. 
but we are living proof that building teachers up, no matter what, will make them better teachers. So that's what we're going to do. Hi, we're Kaylee and Lane, cheerleaders reporting for duty. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> we want to invite you to go on a journey with us. Give us a chance and we will change the thoughts in your head. But we're not just going to cheer for you, cross our fingers and hope that good things happen. We're going to create the change. We're going to give you strategies that are going to make you a better teacher. And if you have one of those negative Nancy admins, just discreetly drop me their name. I'll make the whole thing anonymous, but I will help them get that stick out of there. Gailey, 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 stop. We can't do that. Why? Someone should do it. Well, it's not going to be us. We have to take the high road, remember? Okay, you're right. Thanks. I just get so heated thinking about them up on their high horse, just looking down on all those teachers who are fighting battles in the trenches, giving everything they've got. Oh, okay, okay. I know, I know. I so feel the same way but we're going to fix it by helping the teachers. Okay, let's do it. Just so everyone knows, I have plans for a future episode where I go in depth with this idea and it's going to be in the form of a letter to administrators everywhere. I'll be sure to get you each a printed copy that you can anonymously slip into the box of anyone you think might benefit from such a letter. I got your back. <laughs> Hey everybody, Kaylee here. I am the teacher behind the Tried and True Teacher Tips Instagram account, which I started almost two years ago. February 1st, 2018 was my first post. And actually, it was another dear friend of mine who suggested I should start it. Shout out to Lily. She was the one who told me I should start posting my teacher ideas. So I did. And that kept growing. And eventually I made some YouTube videos and started a website and a blog. And man, I thought I was kind of good with technology, but each time I've done something new for my brand, I've had to learn a whole new set of skills. When I think back, I forget most of the struggles when I had to Google every step of the process. I hope it's the same for this podcasting venture. I can't wait to look back and reflect on how far we've come. And if it sounds like we're reading this episode, that's because we're reading this episode. Because we want to make sure to deliver the valuable content that we promised you. And right now when the mic is on, I forget how to talk. Yeah. And, uh, I go off on tangents and forget the whole point I was trying to make. And before you know it, I'm telling you about my fantasy vacation. And then I'm thinking, huh, where was I going with this? <laughs> it's true. So as we get better, this will all be a much smoother operation, but we had to start somewhere. But let's go back a little bit. I went to college at Ohio University. I graduated with my early childhood degree. And at OU, early childhood majors spend over a thousand hours in the classroom before they graduate. A lot of schools do like 50 hours. So I got to student teach at the Child Development Center with infants up to pre-K. And then I also student taught in kinder, first, second, and third by the time I graduated, which was a great experience to kind of get a taste of each grade. I moved out to Denver after college with one of my best friends from first grade. And I started working at Bright Horizons Daycare until I got offered my first official teaching job in DPS. That's when I met Lane. We taught, to <laughs> we taught together for three years, and then she went and had a baby on me. Didn't you, <laughs> didn't you give birth on the last day of school? Yeah, I did, and I was really hoping she'd come early, so I could get that <laughs> early summer break, but no. <laughs> yeah, man, so the Kaylee and Lane run was over. I switched schools and taught four more years at another DPS school. Shout out to everyone there. So then what happened? Why did I quit teaching? Well, in June of 2019, I got married. 
And I had already told my school I wasn't coming back because it was our dream to live in Montana. So we were moving. It was very sad to leave Colorado, but I was on board with this Montana dream and we had been talking about it for years. My husband loves to hunt ducks and we have a bird dog. So they're both in heaven in our new home. We have 20 chickens and our neighbors have some sheep and horses. So we have animals around all the time. We love animals. Kaylee and I do. Always have. We're both vegetarians. Do you remember that dog that was in the playground before school, Kaylee? Yeah. And I was yeah, out there. Yeah. I couldn't prepare. Yeah. Anything. I was with the dog. No. I think the kids, yeah, were pretty. <laughs> oh, God. Here, here come the kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And remember the gerbils that escaped uh, my room? Didn't you find them eating snacks under your. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a whole group effort to try to. Yeah. And then when they escaped in your car, remember that? When they were yeah, your- and I, I screamed and called you like that yeah. you could come help me out. But we love those little animals. Animals are a big part of our passion too. That's right. So now my days are filled with teacher stuff, but a different kind. I've started a support group for pre-K teachers, which I will go into more later. But for now, Lane, we want to hear about you. So take it away, sister. Okay. So, hey, I'm Lane. I'm a mom of two. I have a four-year-old daughter, Scout, and a two-year-old son, Hawk. What's my Girl Scout doing right now? Oh, she's probably convincing my husband she needs to stay up late and watch one more episode of Spy Kids. (laughs) She loves that show. Those two keep me on my toes. It's funny, though. I thought I'd be, like, really prepared for motherhood after being a pre-K teacher for so many years. Uh, Yeah, I was wrong. Just like every new school brings a new pack of kids and issues, so did motherhood. It's a daily balancing act, which I suck hard at some days. And other days, I feel like I deserve Mother of the Year Award. So I got my degree actually in psychology, and I did really love it. I knew I wanted to work with kids. Um, I just didn't know which way. So I started my career in a residential treatment facility that housed uh, and schooled kids from age 7 to 18. And that was definitely an eye-opener. I learned so much during my time there, but it wasn't a fit for me. So I took my tools from that job and applied to be a paraprofessional at an elementary school and got the job, and they put me in a pre-K classroom. These kids were four years old, and I was lost on what to do. I was so scared when the main teacher left the room. But... I mean, you eventually learn and you keep going and you learn more and you try new things and you fail and fail and fail and fail and then you try again. (laughs) And after a while, I knew I'd found my people. This was the place for me. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to go back and get my teaching license. Yay. And I'm super grateful for the time I spent as a parent because it allowed me to learn so much I wouldn't have been able to if I had gone through the traditional route. I also learned how freaking hard our aides, pairs, student teachers, and other support roles in our classroom work. Shout out for all of them. Yeah, for sure. And we need to cherish that relationship because they can be your biggest allies and also your worst enemies. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They can, yeah, but they can be your biggest allies for sure. My first year as a teacher was um, hard. I didn't seek help when I needed it. I thought that was a sign of weakness. I worked from the wee hours in the morning until I would drop. I didn't collaborate with peers. I tried to be everything to everyone, and that was just not possible. Like the saying goes, don't reinvent the wheel. I was working my ass off to reinvent the freaking wheel. Not good. My second year of teaching was when I met Kaylee. Finally. (laughs) That's right. A partner. 
we bounced ideas off of each other, shared materials, shared lessons, vented to each other, traded students when we needed a reset. It was a total game changer having a trusted colleague. And we have some doozy stories, and I'm sure we'll touch on those in future episodes. Oh, heck yeah, we will. Yep. So uh, time went on. I gave birth to Scout the last day of school, like Kaylee said. Woohoo, no early summer break for me. She waited patiently for the last day. And after spending the summer home with my new baby, I decided I wanted to stay home with her a little longer. So I did. And not long after that, Hawk came along, my son. His full name is George Hawkins. Um, and he's named after my dad, but we call him Hawk. And he's, he's a wild two-year-old. So now I'm a stay-at-home mom and Scout is four and attends half-day preschool four days a week. The other day, we do homeschool in our makeshift basement school uh, with my two kiddos and my niece. And Hawk is two and stays home with me. When Kaylee approached me about doing a podcast, I was excited because I listen to true crime podcasts religiously. Uh, But then it hit me. I know nothing about starting a podcast. But somehow, Kaylee can always motivate me to push into the unknown. So I agreed. She is truly one of the hardest workers I have ever met. And if I was going to do this with anyone, it'd be her. So here we go. Woo, go team. That's right. We are excited to help lighten your load, to inspire you, to bounce ideas off of each other with you, and to give you something to listen to while you're cutting all those laminated name tags. (laughs) So you're probably wondering, what are you going to get from this podcast? We've been hearing your requests for behavior support. We know there are a lot of tough behaviors happening in your classroom, and we're going to help you with them. Throughout the next few episodes, we're going to talk about what to do with the hitters, the spitters, the chair throwers, and a whole bunch more of the behaviors that you've been asking for help with. One point we want to make is that we all know no strategy works for everyone all the time, right? That's really why we're here. Some strategies work for some kids some of the time, and others work for others some of the time. And some work for most a lot of the time, but there's no one answer that's going to fix everyone's problem. It's our hope that this will be a podcast you can listen to over and over. Next year, when you have new kids, come back and play it again. Maybe something we said that wasn't relevant to you or what you had in your classroom last year will be perfect for the kids you have now. But the goal here is to bring you all things pre-K teacher, behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. We want to take a second to talk with you about the pre-K teacher family because it's the name of this podcast, but it's also a support group for pre-K teachers. Hey guys, Kaylee here. Like I said earlier, I created the tried and true teacher tips Instagram account, which turned into a website and an email list where I've been sharing tips and freebies with teachers around the world. And in December, I launched the pre-K teacher family. Kind of cheesy, I know. But let me tell you, it has been the most refreshing experience Because before this, I was interacting with people on Instagram and Facebook, but nothing went beyond, hey, nice idea. How do you do this? Where do I get that? And people always want everything for free. Like people go bananas over free stuff. And I was trying to give people what they wanted. So I'd provide as much free stuff as I could, but then I would try to connect with them and it was just like they were gone. (laughs) So that wasn't helping me to build relationships and get to know teachers. So I decided to try a new route. I put all the documents and resources that I've created over the years into nicely organized folders, and I just started asking teachers to join my family. Over 100 teachers have joined so far. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and uh, well, I am one of them. (laughs) I use those resources constantly with Scout, and Hawk even gets in there with me and starts doing the work. 
I've heard business owners say it before. When people pay for something, it becomes more valuable to them and they're more invested. And that is the truth. Teachers pay a few dollars a month and right from the get-go, it's a relationship. We're working together and then more people join and it turns into a community and not just a few teachers anymore. So now there's a whole family of teachers. And you know, I keep trying to inspire them and here I am being inspired by them every day. So it's a beautiful thing. Over 100 teachers have joined and I have been able to finally open the doors and give everything I've got because the reason that most teachers join is the resources. Oh my God, the resources, yes. What's Scout's favorite one from January? Okay, so you know the one, the shoemaker and the elves activity? Yes. I think you might have seen her bedazzled shoes on Instagram. Love she it. literally made 100 shoes. Oh, and uh, last month was like our favorite month because all the Christmas and holiday ideas it kept us busy literally every day. It was Yay. so great. I love hearing yeah. that. So like over the years, I've created hundreds of things and now I'm able to share all of them with, with all of you. So when you join the family, you get access to a website called Trello. And when you go into Trello, you see the folders by month and you click into them and you see tons of documents and templates and activities and printables and resources. Yeah, we are uh, totally ready for Valentine's. Uh, when I was a teacher, I would scramble to find the next thing to do, but no scrambling, no last minute scrambling for me. And I'm already prepared for the rainbow theme. <laughs> so, so helpful. Yay. I love it. Yeah, good. it's good. Oh, good. I feel like just opening the folders gets me excited because the background is a theme and I love to feel the themes of each month. Oh, January is so snowy and February has hearts everywhere. And don't even get me started on December. I would live in Whoville if I could. And then in each folder, there's a letter that I've written to you for that month that gives you behavior management strategies and other relevant tips for the days of the month. Like in February, I used to teach in Colorado where there would be so many inside days. And day after day, when you're stuck in your classroom with your students, you kind of start to lose it. So I shared some of my favorite resources for getting kids moving on those days. Yeah. And oh, don't forget the fonts. Tell oh, yeah. them about the font. Oh, yeah. So each month has fun fonts that you can download. Did you guys know that? There are fun fonts for every occasion you can think of. There are tracing fonts, bubble letter fonts, <laughs> heart fonts, snowflake fonts. I mean, adding a few fun fonts to your teacher life can change things for you. Yeah, teachers love those little details. They just bring us joy. The stickers, the pretty pens, the mini erasers. It makes us happy. And you'll hear me say again and again, we need to do more of what makes us happy. So the one side of the family is all the resources, but there's another side. And that side is support for the tough behaviors. Yeah, got to help figure out those behaviors. That's what a lot of teachers need the most, right? Yeah. And initially, the way I was doing it was one-on-one -on -one troubleshooting. We'd email back and forth. They would tell me what was happening, and then I'd send them some ideas, and we'd go from there. And the feeling I get when a teacher writes back and says, thank you so much for your amazing tips. It's the first time I've asked for help, and I'm given tips that actually feel doable. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. That was a real response from a teacher. Aww. Her name's Lily, and she was struggling with one kid. She had, a, she had tried a bunch of stuff, but she was getting discouraged because that one child's behavior was hurting other kids. And she just wanted them all to feel safe coming to school, you know? Mm -hmm. We've all been there. Is it too much to ask, for God's sakes? No, of course not. There's just not enough support out there for preschool teachers who are seeing all these challenging behaviors, and people just expect them to handle it. Yeah, really, just handle it. But all the schools we ever taught at, there was no good professional development scheduled for the preschool teachers. 
whenever we had to go to an organized professional development, it was all about licensing or the new curriculum or how to use TS Gold to document 80 indicators about every child three times a year. I cannot even talk about TS Gold right now. Don't even get me started. I'm not prepared and I will cuss way too much. (laughs) But yeah, they just expected us to handle it. And well, we're trying, but when you don't know what to do and you have 500 other things you're also supposed to be doing right now. It's a burden too heavy for the teacher heart. Yeah. And as corny as it sounds, I feel like helping those teachers is like our calling. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and they say, if you have a set of skills that can help other people, you can't sit there and let excuses about what other people will think of you stand in the way of serving the people that need it. I really feel like we have to put our insecurities aside and go for it because the teachers need help help that we can give them. So I knew this kind of behavior help that I was attempting the one-on-one deal wasn't scalable. And so many more teachers needed this exact support. I could keep trying to email back and forth and help one of them at a time, or I could find a different way. And that's how the podcast idea started. This podcast is going to allow us to help all of you with those tough behaviors. In fact, this podcast is sponsored by the Pre-K Teacher Family. Imagine that. (laughs) So if you're interested in learning more about it, you can visit my website, triedandtrueteacher.com, and click on the tab that says Join the Pre-K Family. There's a ton of information there for you. You can see what the folders look like, check out the fonts, get a sneak peek at all the documents you'll have access to. And finally, if you would like to join my email list where you get tips and freebies straight to your inbox, visit my website. Again, that's triedandtrueteacher.com and sign up on the homepage. You just enter your name and your email address and you'll get my name writing practice template as a freebie directly to your inbox. So that's worth it, right? It's my best selling document on Teachers Pay Teachers and I've been giving it away for free to everyone that joins my email list. I had 400 people join in one day because they all wanted it. That was exciting. And I also give you all the fonts for free when you join my email list. Yep, all the fonts for free. You'll get them to your inbox on the first of the month, every month. So make sure to take advantage of those perks. Yep, I'm good at sharing. Plenty more where that came from, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, don't just take it from us. We are going to feature a message from actual members in the family in each episode so you can hear the truth from them. Here's what Karen said. My favorite part of the pre-K teacher family is the personalized attention Kaylee gives us. She truly cares deeply even, about getting to know each and every one of us. I've never experienced anything like it online, ever. I, I just, I want to say, I picked her because Karen has been one of my number one people. She just recently told me that she bought a Bluetooth speaker so she could listen to our podcast in her car. Oh, I can't even put into words how deeply that touched my heart. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed only fitting that we would shout her out in our first episode. Karen's a veteran teacher who was resistant to change, but has embraced me and she just shows up everywhere. She even bought one of my teacher aprons. Karen, I see you girl, and I appreciate every bit of your love. Okay, so let's recap. Kaylee and Lane, your cheerleaders are here reporting for duty because we know that believing in you and supporting you is the most important thing. And if you're a pre-K teacher who needs help, we're here for you. Let us help you. Join the pre-K teacher family. If you're unsure, the only way to know is to try. And you can try it risk-free for a month. If you don't want to stay after a month, 
We will give you a full refund, no questions asked. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain. And make sure you tune in for our next episode, where we'll be giving you the number one behavior strategy we use as our go-to when these tough behaviors pop up. If you have a kiddo with some extreme behaviors, screaming, explosive tantrums, maybe they're destructive, and you feel like you've tried everything, this is the episode for you. Don't miss it. And finally, one of the best ways to get our message out to more teachers is for you to share and subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone right now, you can take a screenshot and tag us in your story. We love finding our people.